Big Boss Podcast, where musicians go to talk about artistry and industry. My name's Adam Meckler, and it's my mission to get you the tools to have a thriving career in music. And to that end, we've got an app called Gig Boss that is an organizational tool for freelance musicians and band leaders. You can create groups. You can create events. You can track the details of the events. You can click on each other's names and phone numbers and emails and contact each other. You can click on an address, and you can pull up Uber or Lyft. Yeah, you can tell I'm getting sick of talking about this every single week, but we've put so much time and love and energy into this thing, and I'd appreciate you checking it out, downloading it. It's totally free on iOS and Android. It's really useful. It's getting better and better, and we're adding more stuff. Today, we're talking about how to repurpose your music to get more mileage out of it. This is something I've been doing a lot lately, and I've got my little list here, and I'll pull it up and just kind of talk through these points. So repurposing your music, that can be interpreted in some different ways. So uh, the first way that I'm interpreting it is to strip off the top layers of old songs or beats and send them to collaborators and add new top layers and then share royalties. So this is something that I've been doing uh, with a buddy of mine out in LA, Jason Fabus, who was on the show, the very first episode. He was the very first episode on the Gig Boss podcast uh, talking about how he is now making enough money to pay his rent in LA uh, through passive income, uh, made through kind of using Spotify as his whole social media network essentially and he's got a lot of really great advice and and interesting ways that he does things and we've been collaborating on some stuff he just sent me another couple beats where he stripped off the top layers and sent them to me and said add some horns let's put these up as singles so we're doing that um the benefit for me is that like when when he sends me a track with nothing on it i don't have to make a whole bed i don't have to write new music it's like i just get sent a track i have something there that has an existing chord progression and then i can take out my horn screw around improvise and then start to record various different layers and just kind of see what happens so from from a creative process it's really fun and interesting and also from a time commitment standpoint it's it's much less time commitment for me because i don't have to create the thing from scratch right and the first single we did this with was called ghosted it was previously released as a different song by jason called ghosted i think it was the same name but it had uh different top line stuff on it so he kind of stripped it down and then sent it to me and i recorded three flugelhorn parts over it and that song now, I haven't looked and my phone's recording me, but that song now I think has over 15,000 streams on Spotify. It was placed on a few different Spotify playlists. So it's kind of a, because it's a beat, it's like you can say like, hey, this is lo-fi or whatever. And there's all these different playlists that do that and editorial people like that kind of stuff. And so that helped, I think, get it placed. And Jason has been grinding super hard. So we released it together. We released it where we made both of us primary artists. Uh, So both of us were able to pitch it in the song pitching process. When you pitch your song to playlists on Spotify, both of us were able to pitch it. And on DistroKid, you do that by literally putting an and. When you enter the artist name, you put Adam Meckler and JFab, and then it finds both of them. It's kind of weird how it works on DistroKid because DistroKid, you pay by the number of bands that you are uh, uploading to Spotify. And for me, I'm, I have like tons and tons of bands. And so that's not a great model for me. So I think I'm going to switch over to using CD Baby. But I uh, did that this way. And that's kind of how I learned that they count that as another band, me and Jason together. 
But it shows up under Jason's name. It shows up under my name. We can both pitch it. There's a higher percentage likelihood then of it get, getting placed on playlists. And of course, we can't ignore the fact that Jason has been grinding in that scene for a really long time. And so that, I think, helped him uh, or that helped me. Like his work leading up to this track helped us get this track placed. So I think Spotify sees those things. I don't think I know that they're looking at the trends and looking at what your past tracks have done. And one of the uh, things that Jason continues to text me and give me advice. And he said, Hey man, when your song gets placed on a playlist, make sure you post about it on social media, but also when you pitch your next song, make sure you say what song got placed and on what editorial playlist. So they know that you're already kind of in the system. You're in the algorithm. You've been placed before. One of my songs from my forward album was placed on a playlist that came out before Ghosted. So I did have one song that had been placed. And I think it's got like 5,000 some streams. So it wasn't on a bigger, uh, a huge playlist, but it was on all new jazz and something else. One of the other jazz playlists that are editorial playlists on Spotify. So that's number one. That's a nice way to repurpose music is to take it and and make it into something a little bit different. Take something that has the, the structure there already and make it into something different and re-release it. Uh, the second way is to reuse chord progressions. I do this a lot. So as a composer, um, sometimes it can be difficult to get your th- mojo going. Sometimes it can be difficult to get things going. And one thing that you can do is you can just reuse an old por- chord progression. You can change the beat that goes underneath it. You can change the harmonic rhythm, meaning the frequency with which the chords sound. And you can turn that into a new song. So the, an example of that is the bumper music on this song, on this podcast is called Sunshine Is Out, which is a, another single that I released under my name. It was the first single I released under my name. So I couldn't pitch it to playlists. I didn't know that at the time, but well, I'm learning as I go, baby. And uh, I use that same chord progression in the song Toulouse, which is on my Live in Minneapolis album, my Adam Eckler Orchestra Live in Minneapolis album that features Toki Wright, the great hip-hop artist from Boston, who's going to be collaborating with me coming up on my next record again. And uh, I used that same progression in both of those songs, and they're quite different. One's a big band song, and one's a song that's like got lyrics and singing and layers and, and different musicians and a, a totally different approach and a totally different sonic landscape than to lose the big band piece uh, but i'm i'm always thinking that way like can i repurpose this set of chords uh and that kind of stuff so i'm gonna turn off my facebook i'm getting notifications because people are messaging me which is awesome thank you for messaging me i just sent out a thing that was like hey if you want to try to use gig boss app for three to six months i'll send you a t-shirt and just let me know what you think is good about it and what you think isn't good about it and what you think could be better and those of you who have been um emailing me some some feedback i appreciate that very much i've been reading it even if i haven't responded yet i will but i have been reading your emails and filing those things away so keep keep keeping on keeping on keeping on reuse core progressions it's a great way to repurpose music that you've already written put music on streaming that isn't there yet so for me you know i have all these albums i released in like 2009 2010 11 12 that aren't on streaming that never were they were never really released other than me playing shows and selling cds at my shows uh i did never hire a publicist they didn't get released on on a record label so i can kind of just be like these are new and post them and that's technically not correct and if you you know, with Spotify, if you say this track was released in 2013 or whatever, when you upload it to DistroKid or CD Baby or wherever you upload, it'll just 
release the track whenever it's you, you you cannot pitch it to playlists and the real value of doing spotify at all in my mind is being able to pitch a song to a playlist because i've seen my listenership grow and hold pretty consistent over 2000 listeners a month even though i've been over that i've been over 8 9000 listeners in a month some months when when a song is on a playlist but you know, 2,000 or so of those people have continued to listen to my music. Uh, and that's really exciting. That's really exciting and interesting and different than the way the music industry was. And I think that is valuable. And as much as we like to turn our nose up to Spotify as artists sometimes, uh, there's a pretty cool little game that you can play to try and get more listeners and maybe eventually turn those listeners into people who pay to come hear your music. So what, what I've been doing is just saying, yeah, I just released this. I just did this with Lulu's Playground. So I just released a, a single with Lulu's Playground, which was my band for a long time, trumpet, accordion, cello, and guitar. And we released a few albums, and we just independently released them, and they never went up on streaming. So one song we had never really released at all. So what I did was I took that song first, and I, po- I, I put that up, and I pitched it. Um, I put up a, like a quote-unquote throwaway single, um, which is a song that you have to upload first in order to claim your profile on Spotify. So if you haven't claimed your profile on Spotify yet, or if you don't have any music up yet, you have to put something up in order to claim your profile. You cannot pitch it to playlists until you have a profile that you've claimed, and you cannot claim your profile until you've released some music. Got that? So I put put up a little throwaway single and then claimed the profile added in some information so Spotify knows what Lou's Playground is and sort of where Lou's Playground lives, which is in this like cafe accordion orchestra, French cafe, uh, movie. We did a whole whole album called Sideshow Suite where we did these one-minute compositions to paintings of sideshow characters from uh, like circus sideshow characters. It's kind of like creepy figures. So the songs are a little spooky. Uh, so I'm going to release probably at some point I'm, I'm working on this. I'm going to release every one of those tracks since they were never released on a label or anything. I'm going to release every one of those tracks as if they are new. And I'm going to pitch each one as individual singles and just see if like, can, can I catch some fire here with Lulu's playground? That's a band that I'd love to get back together. Of course, many of you know, I moved away from Minneapolis where that band was, was based and actually the cello player moved to Seattle before I moved. So we're spread out all over, but we've been talking about maybe somehow getting back together. There've been a couple opportunities that have come up like a festival or a grant opportunity or something like that. So my, my wheels are spinning there and I'd really like to keep that thing going. Cause I really love that band and the, the vibe of that band. And so I'm trying to be intentional about creating some kind of presence and one way that I'm doing that is I'm putting music on streaming that isn't there yet, that has been that I've ha- that I have in my library. It's already there. It's stuff that's already in my library. So theoretically, and this is what I think I'll plan to do. Theoretically, you can just line up a whole bunch of singles in a row so that they release every three weeks, and put them all in at once. You could do it all in one sitting, and then put the dates on your calendar, and then you know. When the next one releases, you can pitch the next one and so on and so forth. But you can only pitch one song at a time. So you have to wait till one releases before you can pitch the next one. All right. Put music on streaming that isn't there. Now, the next one, number four, is upload tracks to licensing databases. And this is a big one. This is one that I talked with Graham Barton about on the podcast. And 
a lot of artists like he'll help artists take music that they're releasing as an artist and sort of prepare it for for sync licensing so one of the ways that you do that is you make sure that sync licensing that the sync licensing company gets all of the stems for the song so all of the individual parts for the song that make up the single mp3 or or wave file all those individual stems also get uploaded in addition to a version with no vocals or a version with no top line main vocal or top line uh, and a full version and maybe a couple small versions where you highlight certain parts of the song that are interesting uh, or impactful okay so having that all in one place when you and only submit one song at a time so if like you have a song that you really like that you think would really work for sync licensing prepare it in that way contact the licensing database ask what their submission process is like or find their submission process on their website and submit it and see what happens and and that's a way that you can make money on your song even if you only have you know a few hundred streams on your song on spotify for and for many artists that's the reality that's the reality is like you're you're making great music but you're having trouble getting people to hear it and so that's where like playlist pitching is big and getting your music into sync licensing databases is big. And those those sync licensing gigs can really pay a large amount of money. I mean, it can really be a game changer for any artist. So it's, be, you know, I don't know. It's becoming a little saturated maybe, but the people that I talk to that are like young people into sync licensing, they're extremely optimistic about it. I think there's more there's more media happening now than ever. So you maybe you're not landing like the next Spider-Man film, but you're landing a Netflix show or a, or a Paramount Plus show or a Prime show or a, I mean like everybody's making shows now, right? And there's budget because people are watching it. People are staying home and watching, which is one of the sad and hard parts of being a musician. Home entertainment is just so good. All right, so uh, licensing databases, check out the Graham Barton episode on the podcast if you want to know more about that. Upload sheet music to your website. Cold email schools and band directors to purchase your sheet music. Include nice emails and graphics and listening links. Learn to speak the language of schools. So call your chart a level one chart, a level two chart. Does it have doubles? Do you have uh, alternate instrumentation? So if it's for middle school, can you also write it for, like if it's for jazz band, can you also write parts for flute and for clarinet, even though they don't typically go in jazz band? Maybe include a music minus one recording so that somebody can solo along with your song and practice soloing along with your song. That's a great avenue for, that's a great avenue for making extra money as a musician, especially if you make horn-based music or you make music that, is sort of composed in the traditional sense. If you make music for jazz or band or jazz combo, or you make music for for concert band, or you compose music for a symphony or whatever, take that music and reach out directly to band directors. And you can find their emails on their on band on school websites. It's going to take some legwork. It's going to take some time, but this is something that's like every morning you could do it for an hour. Just just set a set an alarm and go or set a timer and go for an hour. I'm going to look up band directors. I'm going to email them and then I'm going to create a Google spreadsheet and keep track of everybody that I've emailed and when I emailed them. All right? That's the kind of work it takes. That's basically what I do when I book a tour, too. 
I mean, it's the same idea. And what I'm doing now with Gig Boss app, trying to get people to try it and use it and give me feedback. I'm just emailing a couple people every day. I'm setting a little timer going, I'm only going to spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm going to email a couple people every morning and just be like, hey, long time. Do you want to try this app that I've been working on? All right. And it's same idea. So email band director, tell, tell them who you are and what you do and why your music is interesting and different and valuable or whatever. And just see there's budgeted schools. You know, there's not only budget to purchase music. So you can have, and you want to have a store where they can buy the music too. The, part, the thing with schools is that you have to have a store where they can use a credit card. Because the problem is that it, they can't use PayPal buttons. It's kind of a problem. I did PayPal buttons on my website for a really long time. And I switched to purchasing the store at Wix, which is like 300 some dollars a year. And it's, so it's not cheap. Uh, but I have sold thousands of dollars of sheet music. So it has made up for the 300 some dollars a year, 324, I think it is, that I have to pay to be able to have a store where people can put something in their cart. For me, it's a zip file. I create a zip file of my big band tune and a recording. And sometimes the .muse file, if the band director needs to make adjustments or whatever, they can have the finale file. And I just give a disclaimer, like, please don't share this stuff. And they print, so they get PDFs and they can print their own copies. It is dangerous because people share music and i've noticed a couple schools have been playing my music so people send me texts like hey your song is on the program for you know uw stevens point uh the the university in stevens point just played my tune magnificent madness on their concert and i don't i, mean, I could be wrong but i don't remember them purchasing it from my website so then it's like well, how they get it and that's part of the part of the downside of doing PDFs with your stuff. But yeah, I just purchased the Maria Schneider piece. Maria is really a leader in all of this stuff for for people who do non-standard music, non-popular music. Um, she's really a leader, and she talks about or in when you download one of her pieces, she, there's a there's like a a sheet a, a readme file that's like, hey, this is how I make my living. Please don't share this with anybody that didn't purchase it. Yada yada. So you can do that as well to kind of protect yourself, but make sure you have a website, a place where the schools can purchase your music, use a credit card to purchase your music, download a zip file, whatever. That's a great avenue for any, especially if you have a band, if you have a band like, I don't know, like I play in Youngblood Brass Band. Youngblood Brass Band sells boatloads of sheet music. Boatloads every year. Many thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars in sheet music. It's a huge thing so if you have a band that's impactful that's making some you know there's some brass bands like in minneapolis where i was for 10 years there's this brass band mcnasty brass band and they were on they were on shark tank they were on shark tank uh because there was an earplugs company that wanted to demonstrate how great their their earplugs are and Bra mcnasty brass band plays very loud so part of it was like come in and play super loud while the while the celebrity judges all wear our earplugs uh you know you can piggyback on that kind of exposure and sell your sheet music to schools or to students or to young bands who want to learn your music because they saw you on a tv show or they listened to your song or they heard you at a show or whatever that's a huge avenue for making money that i think is largely untapped by bands that are climbing in popularity all right uh, that's number five. Number six, do you have long-form videos? How about making a million little clips that are a minute or less of the most impactful parts of your songs and post them that way or post using your song as a sound and line it up with the video? Okay, so this is, 
this is interesting. So you can you can choose a sound, which is your song because because you, you can. This is, I did this recently. I I make thimbleberry jam every year. Thimbleberries are unique to the Upper Peninsula. I shouldn't say that. Somebody just posted a photo of a thimbleberry leaf on the West Coast. So I didn't, like in Oregon or something, I didn't realize that they were there. I had never seen them before moving here. It's a berry. It's like a raspberry, but it's a bit more tart. And you, I make jam out of it every year because we have tons of thimbleberry bushes in our yard. It's kind of like gold. The, the jam is very expensive up here. And I don't sell it. But it's very good, and I could. Uh, but I don't. <laughs> it's gonna be like another side hustle for Meckler. I don't think I could do that. Uh, so I made a video of me. I made a reel on Instagram of me playing, uh, of me making this jam. So I said like picking the thimbleberries, mashing them up, uh, you know, boiling them, adding sugar, adding you know uh, the thickening agent, pectin, adding whatever, and then uh, canning them up. And then I, you know, have a final shot of all the jars and a final shot of, of Augie, no, it was Hobbs, I think, tasting it and then giving a big thumbs up. Okay, and behind that video, was my song Sunshine Is Out, which is the bumper music on, on this. And my understanding is that every time that song is listened to in the reel, it counts as a stream, okay? And so there's that. And 20,000-some people, 20,000-some people saw that reel. It was my most viewed reel, much to my chagrin. You know, it's like I post all this trumpet content, all this music content, of course, podcast content now, which is probably, I'm probably confusing the algorithm. If we're going to be serious about like making, sending the right message to the algorithm so that it knows what audience to put your stuff in front of, I'm probably confusing the algorithm by doing too many things. But, but I did this reel and it got 20,000 views. And so 20,000 people heard my song. And, I don't know, man. Did did ten or twenty people go to Spotify and find that song because they liked it? Maybe, but it's gotten a lot more streams because of that, because of being heard in that one reel that got twenty thousand some views. All right, so that's a way you can use your song as a sound, and you don't even have to pair it to like a studio video or to you singing along or whatever. Now there are other ways to do this too, because with Instagram and Facebook, if you post lots and lots of content over and over and over again, they're just basically going to suppress your content. They're going to assume that you're spamming people. But TikTok is different. TikTok actually tries to find an audience for every single video you make, no matter how frequently you post. So you could take a, a new song that you've made and you could use it as a sound and you could try doing all kinds of different videos that aren't related to the song or that are you singing along to the song in different locations or... On the screen, you can write, you know, that moment when you see your ex with his new girlfriend in the car next to you or whatever. And you can be singing your song with that title on the screen. And then, you know, TikTok uses the words on the screen to try and find an audience as well. So there's lots of really interesting and cool ways that you can try and get your music heard by chopping up a long form video into small chunks and posting it as small chunks. So in this, in, in I've kind of mentioned all the ways that you can use your song as a sound, but you can also chop that video up, use the most impactful moments. You can either pair it as a sound. You're going to deal with copyright issues if you don't. If if you if you use original sound, 
you're going to deal with copyright issues if your channels aren't cleared with your distributor, which is difficult. That's a huge pain in the butt, actually. I've dealt with that a lot. So it's it might be easier for you to find your song as a sound and then line up the audio as a sound with the studio audio, which I actually haven't even tried, so I don't know if that's easy or not. It's probably not easy, but I know that you can slide around on the song and find the, the clip that you want. So theoretically, you can do that. And try to find the most impactful visual elements of each song or just like you can like I said like you could you could chop up a whole bunch of them and just see which one hits and use different text on the screen if you want um, I did this recently with one of my songs from my forward album I posted a, a reel on Instagram that was like you know when the cameraman can't find the person who's soloing and it was a drum solo it was like this big drum solo and the cameraman just kept zooming in on the horns that were playing this little do day do day this really like simple do day you know and the drummer's going like brr, 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 doing all this crazy stuff and we're just going do day and they're just like zoomed in on the horns and that was funny and some people saw it i think it got a decent amount of views so it's like you could do stuff like that too where where you're taking like a, a situational thing and you're kind of making light of it uh Lots of ways to take a video, like a long-form video they made, and, and turn it into bits of content that you can use in short-form content land. All right? That's reels. That's that's shorts on YouTube. That's TikTok. Everybody's kind of going that direction, short-form video content. And it's cool. There's a lot of stuff you can do with that. There's a lot of stuff you can do with that. Also, like, not everybody is meant to do that, so don't do it if, if it doesn't speak to you. Try one of these other ways. All right? Post multiple videos of yourself doing things with your song as a sound. Yep. The plays counts as a stream. We already talked about this. Users might go and listen on Spotify. Uh, you might start a trend on TikTok, which would be huge. When, when, when one of your songs starts a trend, like Ari Herstan talked about this on his episode, How to Make It in the New Music Business on this podcast. It's a great episode. Check, check that one out. Ari is kind of a mover and shaker. TikTok does not suppress videos in the way, in the same way that, uh, in the same way that, that Facebook and Instagram do. I mentioned that. All right. So here, say who your video is for in the text of the video. So that's one thing that, and it doesn't matter how old your song is either. That's the crazy thing about this new land of music listening. It's like new music doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's new or not. Right? Like we know like Stranger Things used a Kate Bush song and now it's like number one on the Billboard hearts, bar, charts and it was from the 1980s. So the whole landscape of like how a song makes it onto the billboard charts, totally new now, totally different than it was 10, 15 years ago. So it could be an old song, but saying who your video is for actually helps TikTok find the audience. And so you might say like musicians, colon, here's a reason why you should print CDs and then talk about why you should still print CDs, even though cars don't even have CD players or whatever there's lots of different things that you can do but name the audience um ladies blah 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 men don't you think blah 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 you could do that kind of thing to try and attract a, a larger audience on tiktok okay second to last change the personnel of your band change the personnel of your band Woo, that's a heavy one that one can be difficult if you are a band leader and you've had the same band for a really long time that can be hard, but I can say from experience that changing the personnel of your band, it reignites your interest in the thing as the band leader. It 
gives you more motivation to write new music. Sometimes you'll find that the thing that you've been hearing in your head all along that wasn't really happening in your band was because even though the, your band was amazing, incredible musicians, it just wasn't the right fit musically in terms of what you're trying to get out of the music. And when I changed personnel, this is tough because some of my friends who played in those bands may be listening to this and I just want to say I love you guys and uh, loved playing with you every single time. But what I have found is that with new personnel, my music has really blossomed. My music has really blossomed. That's it. That's it. And then out of that, I mean, like, you could build loads out of that, right? Last one. This isn't really one. Use your music as bumper music for your new podcast. <laughs> and that's what I did. I used Sunshine Is Out as bumper music for my new podcast as a way to repurpose music that I have already made. There are lots of other things you could do, too. You can find content creators who need music for their videos. I've uh, sent music to people who do outdoor kind of stuff. Uh, I've sent music to like a dude who does all these, he does like tons of, I mean, he does all these, uh, like, what do you call them? Motocross, X-Bike, I don't know, like biking stuff, jumping, jumping through stuff, mountain biking, that kind of stuff. And he's used a bunch of my songs in his videos. And sometimes he's like, can I just use this? And I'm like, sure, here. And other times, you know, I'll get some money for that but that's a way to repurpose as well. All right, that's it for today. How to repurpose your music so that you can maximize gains and stay inspired and help you keep going. These are all really important um, important things. So I appreciate you listening very much. Please, wherever you're listening, just hit like, hit subscribe, rate it five stars. Tell a friend about Gig Boss Podcast. Tell a friend. If you like the podcast and you think I give valuable information, I'm telling you everything that I've learned over you know, 10, 15 years of being a professional in the industry. I'm continuing to learn and just, just relaying that stuff to you all. Tell a friend that you think it's a great podcast. That would be super helpful for me. I appreciate it very much. We've got a Gig Boss podcast Facebook page where we discuss some of the stuff that you can find if you just go to Gig... Uh, there is a link, but sometimes that's a pain in the butt. So you can just go to Facebook, search Gig Boss Podcast, and you'll you'll see it. Uh, our app, Gig Boss, is available on iOS and Android. We still have a deal with Ari's Take Academy where you can take one of his courses on like how to run ads if you're a musician on, on Facebook, Instagram, or they have a sync licensing class. And they're expensive classes, but they're really awesome. They're top by leaders in the industry. They're fantastic classes. If you enter Gig Boss when you check out G-I-G-B-O-S-S, you get 10% off whatever course you decide to purchase. And that's it is that it i think that's it oh i have a new spotify playlist of all the artists who've been interviewed on the podcast so about half the time or more than half the time i do interviews it's going to become i think about half and half but i do interviews with musicians artists industry professionals and we talk about the industry we talk about artistry we talk about all kinds of stuff i have made a playlist on spotify that has music from all the artists that have come on the show and it's fantastic it's called the gig bosses there's a link in the description to see that it's a spotify playlist so if you use spotify that's where it is and that's it all right thank you so much for listening very much appreciate you see you on the flip side <laughs>